So good morning, everyone. So we gather to discuss the tattva and truth about the glory of Sri Balram, Baldev Puni, the full moon, commemorating his uh, appearance in the world. Auspicious day in Vaishnavas and our lineage are gathered around the world for such discussions and festivities. So we are honored to be part of that. This is all a great wave of Gaurnitananda's blessing in the world. So naturally then we show our express our indebtedness to them first. In the language of Pujapada Maharaj, first the giver, then the gift. So the giver is Gaur and Nityananda, and the gift is uh, Krishna and Balaram, Radha and Krishna, Vrindavan Seva, Vrindavan hmm? Lila. Chaitanya Mahaprabhu, of course, was very careful to uh, instruct by his personal example and and um, by his speaking, by his personal instruction, example and instruction to stress, to emphasize to all of his devotees the importance of Nityananda Prabhu, who was easily misunderstood, being a bit unorthodox in his behavior and on account of his internal uh, preoccupation with um, his... Uh, sentiment um, as Krishna's friend. This, of course, is the most that we can um, know, if you will, uh, about Balaram. That window into this emotional wave of the life of Bhagawan that has been opened for us by the Vrindavan Goswamis following in the wake of Chaste to empowered by uh, Chaitanya Mahaprabhu. This is Gaudiya Vaishnavism. It's a Goswami Vaishnavism <laughs> of the Vrindavan Goswamis. They were particularly Rup Sanatan, Chidiva Goswami, and all empowered by Chaitanya Mahaprabhu to explain what he was about. And so naturally they've given us this uh, window, as they say, into the into the Brajalila, that includes a picture uh, frame of of Balaram and a particular take on Balaram, which is the more, not the less. Sometimes people will, in pursuit of understanding Balaram, seek the more, but there's no more to be known about him than that which the Vrindavan Goswamis have focused on. So this is an important point. I'll start with. We'll. Uh, come back to that, but um, our indebtedness to then Chaitanya Mahaprabhu, to Nityananda Prabhu, and Chaitanya Mahaprabhu's efforts, successful as we can see as they were in pointing out to his devotees the importance of Nityananda Prabhu, who, as I say, being unorthodox in his external behavior to some extent because of his internal preoccupation with his, uh, the Raj sentiment 
that he's predominated by, that he is really, um, as I say, the, the first emotional wave in the life of uh, Bhagavan Sri Krishna, who's like an ocean. We were hearing last night from Bhagavatam, we were reading from the first canto, the first chapter, how the sages, headed by Shonak, were asking various questions of Sutta Goswami, that the answers to which are played out throughout the book. Um, they're answered really again and again. And um, among those questions, they want to know about the birth of Krishna. Hmm. Uh, that's we're in the midst of honoring as well here in our seven, eight, ten, whatever is day festival between ten days or so between the two. Krishna and Balaram, which makes him a little bit older brother. We shouldn't make the deity of Balaram too tall. This is the artisan's way in which the elderly stature, if you will, of the uh, Krishna's brother Balaram is uh, is depicted by making the Balaram deity a little bigger, but sometimes a little too big. This shouldn't be emphasized too much because. In the Brajlila, then their equal, uh, their equality is more, uh, more the emphasis. There's important ways, of course, in which the, the fact that Malaram is a little older comes forth. But for the most part, in Dwarka, that is played out, and to a, a, a greater extent, that he's the elder brother. Hmm. Still, of course, despite that. Hmm, we do minimize that to an extent, as I say, given the, the equality that's stressed in the Brajlila. But also, he's the elder brother, but Prabhupada, of course, manifested a beautiful uh, murti of Krishna and Balaram in a particular pose. Hmm? This is an extraordinary thing, that this, this pose we had in the sediment scene um, previously in the world. And, uh, of course, it's a pose of, of uh, Balaram leaning on Krishna's shoulder, hmm. although he's the older and the brother, and, and in many ways, as it's described from the point of view of Tattva, the support of the worlds, hmm. uh, the support of the Dhams and, uh, and of Krishna in every way and so forth, as an Anta, Sesh, it's his bed, as his... Feet, uh, shoes, uh, shoes, his umbrella. He covers him from head to toe as we sing in the morning. What is that? Vijamani Bhakshetava Jalamala Sutra. Paduka Parai Dwara Arata Patra. Glorifying Nityananda Prabhu. He's actually in a covert way. Vijamani means Chaitanya Dev, who is the prince of the. Uh, of those who are twice born, they're born in the Brahmin family. <clears throat> because why? In his previous life, he was a cow herder and got promoted. <laughs> <laughs> so, uh, <clears throat> when the astrologer did his chart at home, then he said, Your son, the Tudor Jagannath Mishra, your son is Narayan. And the Mahaprabhu said, no, I was a cowherd in my previous life. And so 
got born as a Brahmin in, in this life. So he was right and he was wrong at the same time. <clears throat> so <laughs> at any rate, the um, <clears throat> Balaram is uh, supporting the whole world, but Krishna is giving support to him in this pose. And Prabhupada asked the question, just to test the measure of his devotee's disciples' ability to penetrate the, the feelings behind the things that he was involved in. And he asked that, uh, who's, uh, who's stronger, Krishna or Balaram? Hmm? And some said, oh, Balaram, he's the older brother, and so forth. And Prabhupada replied something to the effect, then why is, why is he resting on Krishna's shoulder? So, so similarly in Dwarka, although that's prominent, I want to speak a little bit from Bhagavatam here, where Balaram is commissioned by Krishna to return to the inhabitants of Vrindavan and, and pacify them, bring them a message uh, after he's been separated from them for a long time. This is from the 65th chapter of the 10th canto, so it's the, it's the Dwarka Leela. Here it's mentioned, Sukha says, that Balabhadra Kuruchesta Bhagavan Ratam Astitaha Surid Didrikshur Utkanta Prayayo Nandagokulam. So, Sukadev is speaking to the, the best of the, the, uh, the Kurus, Raj Parikshit. And uh, so, Balabhadra, about the that person whose bala, whose strength is Badra, is auspicious, is Baladev, whose strength is, is divine. And um, it it speaks out to us to to take shelter and 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 gain spiritual strength ourselves and so forth. So Balabhadra. He had uh, here um, Bhagavan. He's described that as Ratam Mastita. He boarded his his chariot and Sudridriksha Utkanta. He had Utkanta. He had real uh, eagerness to meet with his well wishers and friends suited in Vrindavan, hmm? in Go- in Nanda Gokulam. Hmm? So he traveled there, but. My point is, before going into this in any depth, that in Dwaraka, still, although he's the elder brother, and that's the prominent uh, role he takes in comparison to the Brajlila, he had to ask Krishna's permission to go. So he's the elder brother, kind of. So don't make him too much larger. <laughs> I've seen him looking these days at some different uh, uh, murti, uh, different sculptors, um, um, manifestation of the deity under the at, at the request of no doubt in that in 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 uh, pursuit of fulfilling the desire of different devotees who like to worship Krishna and Balaram around the world, and some of them are the Balaram is too big. I had a big argument with a fellow, in fact, <laughs> in Vrindavan. Um, was going to make some deities for me. He, he 
kept trying to make the Balaram bigger and bigger and bigger. But he wasn't so uh, receptive to my uh, points of uh, spiritual sentiment <laughs> and so forth. So, at any rate, this is an important uh, point. He's the big brother, but he's big in really in serving Krishna. Hmm? He really exemplifies um, this ideal. Service, of course, is the basis. Friendship is the, is the shape that it takes. These shapes of the Brajlila, which really begin, uh, arguably, with, with Sakya. Dasya is there, but it's tinged with Sakya. You have in the Vaikuntha two and a half rasas. You have this Shanta, Dasya, and, and friendship with reverence. And when we go to Vrindavan, this is the distance between these realms, if you will. The, dis- the distance is feeling. It's uh, that we are moving in the direction of the feeling of the absolute in Gaudiya Vaishnavism. When we move from the material world, which is 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 heartless, jivo jiva sijivanam, as Darwin said, one living. Be- oh, that's jiva. As Darwin said that one uh, that uh, what uh, survival uh, survival of the fittest. Long before him, Sujiva Goswami put it, one living being is food for another. This is nature, heartless. It is said that nature never forgives. Humans forgive sometimes, and God always is, is always forgiving. <laughs> so our task is to move from nature to God in that direction, in the direction of giving, forgiving, loving, Voluntary actions that that are possible because of the nature of the soul being a unit of, of will, but that will is covered and suppressed by nature to the point that, practically speaking, as science, some people in science like to think it's a deterministic life, preoccupied in a particular way. Then, when opportunity presents itself to change, we don't. Hmm. we've sown certain seeds, the fruits have come, a tendency is there to continue along the same. So to change our nature, this is very difficult. But this, of course, is the task at hand, a change for the better. Hmm. Change from heartless, then, hmm. to being like nature, hmm. to being forgiving. I've often said this is what human life gives us the opportunity to give and to forgive and to say, you first. No, you first. Pujapachitamarsh once gave the example of Vrindavan. Like the Haura station in Calcutta, the train station, reversed out. In other words, there's lots of people in Calcutta. And the train station is just teeming with people trying to go somewhere. So when the train stops and the door opens, everybody rushes forward, pushing, pushing, trying to get, to get inside. So if you could imagine, the train pulls up and everybody goes, you first, no, 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 you first. That would be another world altogether. <laughs> this is what we're seeking. This is what the Bhagavatam speaks about. A little touch with this, a little contact with this. It has great power to change us. It speaks to the best of us. 
our, our, our highest prospect, our, our fullest uh, potential to be realized. Hmm? What we are, ultimately, in that we are Sat, Chit, Ananda, and we have the capacity, therefore, to, to, be, to take advantage of the supra-existent, supra-sat, sandini, the supra-knowing, samvit, the supra-ecstasy, ladini. There's a likeness of that in us. It's a, in the Bhaktivinoda language, although there's a partial manifestation of that uh, surup-shakti in the form of sat, chit, ananda. And so we're like, you know, like... Uh, uh, anyway, if we get adopted by that... Hmm. And, uh, we can we can um, function very nicely there, and so our task is to move in that direction to make that kind of choice. It comes to us in a big way through the Bhagavatam, which comes sukamugadamrudrabhasambhutam from one to another from the mouth of Sukadev. Coming down, nigamakalpatoro galitam falam. The fruit is fallen. Galitam, it means fallen, means ripe. Fallen, but fallen from one hand to the next, from, from Krishna to Brahma to Nara to Vyas to Sukadev and so on. Made available to us. And it gives a huge opportunity to change. We are emotional beings as it is. This becomes to play really for the most, to a large extent in human life and so forth. And here we are now in human life, in touch with an emotional wave in the life of Bhagwan Sri Krishna. That Bhagavatam we were reading last night, first chapter, they ask about Krishna, hmm? his birth, about his activities, another question, and about the activities of the other avatars. Hmm? They ask about Krishna's activities and the other avatars in the context of his being the support of all of them. They're being supported. He being the ocean, they being waves in the oceanic, fathomless, uh, emo- emotional life of the Absolute. Such an interesting uh, concept. Hmm? Uh, so Krishna has an emotion, friendship, and in a big way it comes out. This is Balaram. And it's so accommodating then also, manifesting first the, the Dham as the, as the presiding deity over Sandini Shakti, manifesting that and um, uh, su- giving support then to, for all of the, the um, um, Leelas of Sri Krishna in a serving kind of disposition. He's a servant, but it, but uh, it manifests in the form of friendship. So this, so, so to go there, to go from heartless land here, hmm, where one living being is food for another, nature is cruel. We as humans try to make nature kinder. Actually, <laughs> we, 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 do. We see the two cows are fighting. We tell, stop that. Hmm? You shouldn't be doing like that. Yeah. No. If the cat goes after the peacock, no, you can't. Don't do that. They haven't done it yet, but <laughs> uh, we want to we want to change nature. We want to give a heart to nature. Hmm? So it's all it starts to happen. 
so to speak, in human time frame, that the self starts to come out. It has that capacity to give. We, we heard, I mentioned it last night, that the scientists are saying now that it appears that, 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 that by evolution is their idea that human beings are wired for religious experience. They're hardwired for ha- having it. People like, as bless his heart, Richard Dawkins didn't get that installment, apparently, for, <laughs> and such, for religious subhuman, perhaps, uh, if this, if humans are characterized. <laughs> that's not kind to say, but, um, uh, he has some unkind things to say about, that, about, uh, the measure of, uh, uh religious, uh, experience. And, uh, he, he considers it a, a, what did he call it? A, uh, uh, um, a uh, misfiring, hmm? a, a misfiring. But now they're thinking. An article came on a harmonist that Gandiva cited with regard to scientists taking hallucinogens. And this is an old thing. I'm surprised they're still doing that. And finding that there was some correspondence in the brain with religious experience. Of course, it's not enduring, and it can come out pretty bad. Um, also. Um, and make one more bewildered, but there was some correlation that they, they noticed, and they came to the conclusion that humans, through evolution, were wired for this religious experience, because they didn't give it any any uh, objective uh, reality and whatnot. But, of course, we agree. Humans are hardwired. The machine, the car, the vehicle of human life is wired for the self to experience itself, and it and it, it seeks to do so. That's why I like to say this this... Our interaction with Revelation, which begins with Om, really is a discussion. It's a discussion. We ask the question as human beings. We, we ask the question. This is what Bhagavatam is about. It's questions and answers. Questions and answers. Hmm? Now the sages are questioning. Sutta will answer. He'll tell in the context of answering. He'll tell the story of Parikshit. Inquiring and Sutta Goswami answering in the context of that. Maitreya, Maitreya will speak to Vidura and so on and so forth. All speakers, all questioners in Bhagavatam, all devotees of Krishna. This is what the book is about. It begins with Om, Pranama Omkar, Om Namo Bhagavate Vasudeva. This is the first sound. And it's, Pujapashidamarsh like to call it an affirmation, a big yes. So, if the God is saying yes, then we should, well, what question is he answering? <laughs> <laughs> so we are asking the question, whether we know it or not, what is the question we're asking that arises in human life? Are we more than what nature seems to say by way of restricting us? Is there more to us than what meets the eye? Is there more to life? Is there a deeper meaning? Hmm? Am I more than the limitations that I find myself restricted by? By do I do I endure? I feel like I could live forever. I should live forever. We try to find out how we can. Hmm? I, uh, we feel like we should be able to fly in the sky. Birds don't. Fish don't think like that. Hmm? But humans do. We feel like we should be able to plumb the depths of the ocean. So we make submarines and those suits and so forth, and we try to go airplanes and outer space. And other species aren't thinking like that; that they have their restrictions, their limitations. They express themselves within those. And 
So we have all these bigger questions as humans. And whether we think of it as, as such or not, the fact is these questions are arising and there's an answer. Oh, yes. And so, oh, yes. Then we should enter into the discussion. This is our relationship with revelation. It's ongoing. And it's not, Prabhupada used to give the example of, you know, law books and that kind of, yes, there it is, the law. Do what it's said here. A literal kind of a sensibility um, arose in in, in most of his students when he gave that example. It's all there in the book. And it's true. But the nature of even the law books, uh, I was told by... uh, Nitai Sundar, that in law school, they often make the law students read poetry. Did you know that? They have to read poetry and study poetry so that they learn how to think creatively about words and what they might mean and how they might be applied and what they, what they could be possibly said to be saying given a certain circumstance and so forth, poetry is, lends itself to making something out of, more out of something. Hmm? Uh, in poetry, the moon can have wings and fly across the sky and so forth. So here, of course, Bhagavatam is all this is poetry. It's the Rashastra. It's the best language we could come up with to try to talk about that more that uh, we are. So the law books... Hmm? They're applied differently at times go by in different circumstances. And so it's an ongoing thing. What is the law? Hmm? Uh, so it's an ongoing, as I say, conversation between... It must be because the nature of the fullness of praying that we seek is that while full, it's ever-expanding. Hmm? Radha's love is characterized as being full, but always increasing. So, to move in the direction of that is to move really, that, that yes is to move in the direction of the affection behind it. It's very inviting. Yes, it's a huge yes. You can be all that you, all that you sense you, you, you might be all the, the more that you are. And it's, 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 it's very affectionate. So as we move in that direction, the place become the realm of experience from heartless, we move to the heartland. Hmm? And when there's no heart, to the heartland of the absolute. This is Goloka, hmm? Nanda Gokulam. And Balaram's heading back there on his chariot. Utkantitaha, hmm? for his, out of a great eagerness to be in touch with his, uh, his, his friends, his, his parents, his, all these. Just like these family feelings, you're going home and, and, yeah. <laughs> uh, with great eagerness, he's heading in that direction, hmm? taking us back from the Dwarka Leela, taking us back to the Vrindavan. Because after all, the whole material Leela, the whole Dwarka Leela of the Bhagavatam is all really a reflection back on the Braj Leela and its significance. Hmm? And the, the intimacy with the absolute that is afforded there, showcasing that indirectly 
as the highest ideal. So Balaram's returning there. This is an emotional moment in uh, in Dwaraka. Hmm? As we move from the heartlessness of material nature to the heartland, oh, then just as the heartless world looks small, the heartland looks small also. In between, any movement in the direction of the heart looks big. The small, selfish person, hmm? the thief who only finds you know, honesty in dividing the loot that's been stolen amongst other thieves and otherwise doesn't, doesn't care for that. Uh, uh, to move from such to a bigger idea, to be honest in all respects and not to steal in the first place. You become a bigger person. Hmm? To become identified with the nation, with your town rather than your house on the corner, with your nation, with the earth. To be an earthling. Hmm? And your realm is becoming bigger as your identification extends and that involves a giving up of a small sense of self and uh, foregoing of the taking. So it gets bigger and bigger. We, get, we come to the universal idea and, and Brahman then beyond the world of the senses. And it's, it just has this feeling of like big... The great Brahman, undifferentiated, infinite. And then we move towards Vaikuntha and it starts to become smaller again. Mm-hmm. There are planets and people and forms. It's so difficult to understand. But the forms and the people are different too. They've got four hands and uh, these fancy effulgences and outfits and and so forth, and they speak this extraordinary language like Sanskrit. It's very regal, and it's 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 adhoksada, overtly different, transcendental. But it looks smaller than Brahman still. But 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 we can tell that it's it's spiritual. We find oh, there's a big there's a heart there. There's a heart. The Kumaras found there's a heart, bigger heart there. There's more affection there. There's space in Brahman. Hmm? And there's a heart there, too. I see equally. Samadashina. I love everybody equally. Hmm? It's a pretty big heart, right? If the politician is prejudiced towards his own state or bought by a corporation and so forth, his position is compromised or her position is compromised. They have to have equal vision. So in Brahman, equal vision. They tried to enter by Kunta and they weren't allowed in. They thought, there's no equal vision here. This is not, not a, uh, heartless. This is, this is, uh, <laughs> but Narayan came to the gates and said, oh, I have offended you. And they were very smart, the Kumara, so they could understand. He said, I have offended you. That means he thinks these people here, these gatekeepers and so on, are, he's one with them. In a dynamic sense, Krishna is one with his devotees. Narayan is one with his devotees. Their love and him, they correspond. You can't have one without the other. So the Kumaras thought, oh, we've made a mistake here. This place is a, is a different kind of a thing. It's spacious. It's accommodating. 
but more so than Brahman, by way of affection. Hmm? There's a there's a spiritual bias here that arises out of uh, the objective uh, knowledge and detachment that comes from the be- beginning of spiritual culture. Hmm? And then if that comes to us in the context of bhakti, then a certain bias starts to come out, a certain liking, a ruchi for the Godhead in a particular way. Hmm? This is then very charming. So Vaikuntha is smaller, but it's bigger by way of affection. And we go to Goloka and it looks even smaller. <laughs> it looks way smaller than Vaikuntha. Hmm? There, there are no four-handed people. If they come there, they're out of place. Four-headed Brahma came there and and he was, he felt, he said, out of place. The cowherds said, who is that guy with the four heads? What's his trip? What's that? Huh? At the end of the, of the, of the Govardhan Leela, hmm? they didn't see him in the Brahma Vimohan Leela, but at the end of the Govardhan Leela, they saw him and Indra and Shiva and all came to, to crown Krishna as the, as the Govinda, the Upendra. Hmm. The God of the gods, hmm. and they, they saw him from a distance, and they asked, well, "Who?" They went to Krishna came back. Who's that five-headed guy? And the guy with eyes all over his body. These are four-headed person, and so forth. So Vrindavan is very plain, very ordinary, very human-like. So smaller, but it's actually bigger. There, there we have not two and a half. Rasa's Shanta, Dasya, and a little bit of reverential friendship, but it's crossed over. And we have intimate servitorship and full friendship. Intimate servitorship is when the servant becomes like a friend. And you know your chauffeur so well, he knows you so well, that you start talking to him on a first name basis. And you ask him, what do you think I should do anyway with, you know, my wife said this. What do you think? Yeah. And, you, and, you, and, and there starts to become some intimacy between the, the chauffeur and the, and, and the, and the, and the um, his master and so forth. So we find in Vrindavan. In Vrindavan there are servants. So many servants, right? Dasya, Raktak, Patrak, and so forth. But they are servants in the context of being servants in the house of Nanda Maharaj, for example. Hmm? Assistants. Hmm. They don't are not full of reverence for Krishna, but in the context of the leela, they're servants. So they have servants' duties and so forth. But their affection is not like the dasya in Vaikuntha, which is full of awe and reverence. It's full of intimacy and borders on friendship. And then we have the full face of friendship, sakya, hmm? pranai, aho bhagyam, aho bhagyam, nandagopurvajokasam. Yanmitram paramanandam paramanandam purna brahma sanatanam. This is, this is, and this is Baldev. Right? Here the full face of friendship. The full face of that. In one sense, this is what Vrindavan is all about. It all begins here. Yes, Madhurya, that is the highest reach and, and it is all pervading as well. But, in another sense, this friendship pervades and makes possible 
uh, such um, uh, intimacy. And with regard to the romantic life of Krishna, of course, it's facilitated by that and, and so on. So a big, this is a huge, in the initial, if you will, emotional wave of the ocean of the absolute. The Bhagavatam asked, the sages asked in the beginning, about these Krishna's life, his pastimes, his, 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 his avatars, in terms of their being supported by him, all these different emotional moments, eternal moments in the life of the Absolute, they wanted to know about them. They, wanted, they specifically asked to know about Krishna and Balaram, their descent. So this Balaram is a huge affair. Hmm? It, uh, he's described in, in, in the Denu Kasur Lila, we read a little bit from this morning from Gopal Champu, as the, what does they say, in the, in knitting, when you knit, there's the whoop and the wharf or something like that, or what? You know, when you, who knows how to knit? There's, anyway, there's the threads that go this way and there's threads that go that way, the horizontal and the vertical, the whole thing's like covered, so he's like that. The, the, Everywhere in the world, everywhere and behind everything, the support of everything, the law of gravity, you know, to to uh, to the bedstead of Krishna, to, and he's at the same time resting on Krishna's arms. <laughs> it is his source. He's like so close to being the avatari that sometimes Lochandas prays, avutar avutar. Oh, Prabhupada prayed. He says that paramakarana pahuntui jananitai gauchandra. These two are the essence of all avatars, Gora Nityananda, Krishna and Balaram, same idea. The essence of all avatars. Then Prabhupada gave his own refrain, avutar, avutari, avutar, avutari. So the avatari and the avatar, the first avatar, so, so close to the avatari. Hmm? But... Uh, re- though resembling him in every way, his closest friend, exhibiting the the uh, serving ego. This is the the uh, what is it? Bhakta Abhiman Mool Sri Balarame. Krishna Das tells us the the conceit, the, the ego of a service servitude is has its root in Balaram. Hmm? So. That's found in all of us. The swarup, the, the the dharma, I should say. Also the swarup, in a sense, the dharma of the jiva, to serve. So this has, Because all the jivas come from Balaram. Hmm? They're manifesting in the leela for Krishna and Nityasiddhas. Then it's from Sankarshan, his expansion in Golok, in Vaikuntha. From Mahavishnu, his expansion. In the material world, it's all the Badajivs. Hmm? Hmm. And oh, he wants all those, all those Jivas are manifest in his estimation for the purpose of glorifying uh, the one Krishna. Hmm? Uh, and he sets the, the example as our source hmm, in all the different realms, presiding over them as he does, manifesting them as the Sandini Shakti. So, so we want to move anyway from the heartless land of material nature, hmm? the cruel, 
such a cruel place, to such a friendly place. Hmm? And here we have then his story in the Bhagavatam of his own ambitions to return there from the Dwarka Leela, which again, as I say, reflects back on the Raja Leela and emphasizes that this is an instance. Previously, from Mathura, Krishna sent Uddhava to bring a message to the inhabitants of Vrindavan. But Uddhava's being sent to Vrindavan by Krishna to bring a message was also for the edification of Uddhava as to the nature of that love there. Balaram, he's not from that place. So it was more difficult for him to communicate with him the feelings of Krishna for that place and for those inhabitants, which he was commissioned to do because he was unfamiliar with that. In fact, seeing that, he became bewildered by that and he wandered around in the pastures for a couple of months just singing songs about, I've never seen anything like this, he said. This is beyond the Vedas. I'm Vedavit. In fact, in Dwarka, where the Vedas rule and so forth, I cite them for my master Krishna who's presiding over Dwarka as a, as a counselor. Hmm? as the Brahminical kind of counselor, what should be done? He asks me his advice, even though he's all-knowing. Still he asks me for his advice. This is the the measure, the extent of the charm of Dwaraka. He knows everything, but sometimes he asks me his advice. Mostly he's giving advice to everybody, and he's the prince there. And he comes into his assembly house, and all the assistants come, they sit around him, he has four arms and so forth. But sometimes he asks Udo, hey, what do you think? Give me an opinion on that. Hmm? What does the Bhagavatam say? <laughs> Panditji. Hmm? Uh, uh, but here, he said, in Vrindavan, I'm seeing something that's beyond the ken of the, of the, of, of, of the Vedas. That is, of course, Bhagavatam. That is be- Therefore, nirgranta api urupkramaha. Sukadeva is described. He was beyond books. Granta means books. It also means the knot of material existence. But he was beyond books. He was beyond intellectualizing. And he was beyond even the sacred books. But he took to the book of the Bhagavatam. Means he took to the, to the description of the emotional life of the absolute, and he was—he took to it. He was taken by it, I should say. He heard a couple of verses hmm, spoken by the woodcutter sent by Vyas, and he was taken from Raman to that affectionate land, that more accommodating space. His heart grew. Hmm? He developed a bias. Krita punya punya, he said in Bhagavatam. <laughs> When he saw the Krishna's intimacy with his friends in in the thirteenth chapter of the tenth canto, when he saw that Sukadev, when he was he was relating that he was relating that to to uh, Parikshit, he fell into a trance. He lost all consciousness. He came out later. He said, "What, Kritapunya Punja Sukha? Oh, people like me." He's referring to. Yeah, in that verse, 
who are absorbed in Brahman. There's nothing compared to this. Look at these people. Look at the intimacy they have. Krishna and his friends, Krishna and Balaram. Hmm? This thing, what they must have done to arrive at this. Hmm? He's becoming acquainted with that plane at the point of, at the point of Sakyaras, and he passes out. Hmm? Uddhava, he was bewildered by that. So he was not really that effective in trying to communicate the message. He gave them instructions in Gyan. Now, the gopis. Krishna gave him those instructions. But the meaning of them, Uddhava didn't even understand. The gopis were able to interpret it themselves. Hmm? And tell Uddhava what he really meant. He's saying this, but, yeah. And he started to see that. He was astounded by the measure of their, their love. This is a new kind of, uh, devotional experience. And he, he was, he's Shastravit. This is why Krishna selected him to go to Vrindavan first. To teach us. Again, this Leela of Dwarka is reflecting back on the brethren. To teach us. Here's somebody who knows everything. He's my advisor, even, in Dwarka. But there's something he doesn't know, and that's what I'm really all about. <laughs> and there's some people that know that, and they look like they don't know much of anything. Hmm? They don't recite the Vedas there. They don't. Uh, they go to church on Sunday. They worship Narayan, but their mind is somewhere else. They are doing Artik for the Nandamarja's house or Nishinga Shaligram, but their mind is somewhere else. Hmm? On their son. Hmm? <laughs> their mind is wandering. Hmm? This is hard to understand. But this is where, so the land of the heart, where the heart is fully manifest, fully vibrant, alive and beating. Hmm? That's the love, love land. It's difficult to understand. It knows, knows no reason. It doesn't answer to reason. Hmm? So reason can't take us there. Too much reasoning about that place will be problematic. Therefore, we should try to reason as to the limits of reason and submit to the intellectual bashing of the Bhagavatam. It doesn't say don't use your intellect. It says use it completely. Bring it on. That's what the Bhagavatam says. Bring your bring it on, and meet. Have a meeting here. We're ready to confront your intellect. To 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 exhaust its capacity entirely, hmm? fully engage it, hmm? consume it. It's here it can meet its master, you, and beyond, Bhagwan. You are the master of intellect, not intellect is the master of you. To keep you to, in a sophisticated way, <laughs> uh, behind bars, that's all. <laughs> To be a sophisticated, uh, educated, and um, and polite criminal hmm? in a land where there's no heart. <laughs> no, to come out from behind the bars and meet yourself. Huh? What your what your capacity is? You have capacity to love and so forth, huh? uh, and to live in the heartland. So, so at any rate. Uddhava said, this is the reason. Uddhava was educated there by experience. 
he came in touch with the Brajbasis, and by that experience, he was he was changed forever. He was changed forever in that he petitioned, he prayed that I could love within my own sentiment with the kind of intensity that I see there. Of course, he has his own stai bhav, so he's not going to... His love is perfect in its own right. Hmm? But it's... it's yeah, He was used to show us the fullest reach of, of love that uh, that the Vrindavan Leela is manifest in the world is, is showcasing. Hmm? So, Uddhava didn't speak the language of Braj. How could he communicate with them? Hmm? So Balaram is, has come forward. He's offering himself. He's of that place in a big way. Hmm? He knows that place inside out and backwards. Hmm? He knows all the feelings of that place and all the extensions of the feelings of that place as they manifest in Mathura, in Dwarka. He's following them. Hmm? In, in the material realm and so forth. Uh, uh, he's supporting the whole thing. Manif- he's manifesting all the realms for all the possibilities of feelings. This is the Sandini Shakti. That's what it does. Hmm? So he's a very, got a lot of feeling. He's acquainted with all possible feelings. And he's settled in this one. This, uh, this friendship that, uh, and so, he here, Utkantita, he, with great eagerness, he wants to go back. He asked, asked Krishna's permission. Hmm? Krishna admits, yes, I sent Uddhava there. He did a lousy job. He wants to, <laughs> he wants to blame Uddhava, of course, but you picked him. Hmm? <laughs> but you picked him. What way of that was, what, you know, on your part, to communicate with these, your, 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 your most beloved uh, friends, family members, the gopis, and so forth. What a poor choice on your part. <laughs> hmm? Did you really want to uh, send a message to them? Why don't you send me then? I know the place. That I can. I speak their language. So, give me your permission. If you won't go, why don't you go? Uddhava's not asking Krishna, why don't you go to Vrindavan? Nobody in Dwarka will ask that question except Balaram. Hmm? Nobody will ask that question. Maybe Rohini might ask that question, but she's not allowed to ask the question. Hmm? That will bring a disturbance to Dwarka, a huge disturbance to Dwarka, because they know, after all, the Dwarka... The Dwarka it, Inhabitants, they know what makes him tick. They they see it in him. Rukmini can hear him at night. Oh, Sridam. Oh, Radha. In his sleep, calling out their names and so forth. They know he's not really contained here hmm? by our love. Our love doesn't fully represent him in all respects. An aspect of him, this Dwarka emotion, hmm? The matura emotion of Krishna is not the whole, full emotion. So they, 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 they know that. They're satisfied with their own love. Therefore, they don't want him to go from there. They know there's more about him that others have um, 
others' love corresponds with and represents. But in the context of the Leela, they don't want to talk about that because that will put Krishna on tilt. He won't be able to function there. He'll be so 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 Balaram, anyway, he can ask the question. He, no, he, he will bring it up. Why don't you go there? I say, Uddhav wouldn't bring it up. Why don't you go to Vrindavan? They're thinking, of course he left Vrindavan. He's in Dwarf. This is where it's at. <laughs> of course he left this village. He's in New York now. You know, the Big Apple, you know. We've got, you know, things are happening here, you know. We've, we've got big cities, you know, and a big complex, a military phalanx, and, you know, we've got things to do. There's Adharma in the world. These people in, in Brudge, they don't even know that there's a Dharma. In fact, they might be a Dharmic, for all we know. Not sure what that place is about. Hmm? He came out of there, now, you know, wasn't clear who he was, you know. We've defined him. He's a Chatriya. Hmm? There, it's like, is he a Chatriya? Is he, is a Vaisha? What, what's his position? We've defined him here. We, we've, we've assisted him in military exploits and so forth. He's establishing the Dharma. This is this is what you know. He's gonna says in the Gita he is you know, uh, but read carefully. Hmm. No, he's 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 more than that. He's pathetic, is what he is. Hmm. He's pathetic, completely taken by their love, hmm. completely captured by their love. He has really no other life. And Balaram returns to Vrindavan. Hmm. And Krishna's not there. And he's finding he doesn't have a life. And nobody in Vrindavan has a life without Krishna. Yes, he comes back and he sees them. He gets Krishna's permission. Yes, you go. Take the message. Hmm? This is my message. You can communicate it to them. He writes it down. He gives it to Balaram. Balaram is a... And he tells him, head on out there on your chariot. Don't tell anybody here in Dwarka that you're going. Hmm? That'll cause a disturbance. Mm-hmm. They won't let me go. Uh, and I've got a few more demons to deal with. Dantavakra, Salva, you know, a few other, six or eight of them I've got. Which about six or more eight days. Tell them I'll be there in a week. Hmm? Basically. Hmm? That means Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday, Thursday, Friday, Saturday, or Sunday, I'll be there. Hmm? I'm coming. <laughs> it's only seven days in a week. I've about seven more demons to kill. And in one of these seven days, I'll be there. Hmm? Just like we hear, Prichet Mars is going to die in seven days. So it means we have seven days. Monday, Tuesday, Sunday, Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday, Thursday, Friday, Saturday. One of these days, it's over. Here. Hmm? And if we live our life, live our life properly, one of these days, Krishna will be here. Hmm? Krishna will take birth in a real sense in our life, fully manifested. That's Sambandagyan that we get at Diksha. That will fully manifest. Hmm? That is the real Janmastami. That is the real Baladev Purnim. Hmm? Baladev will go in first, right? Hmm? Uh, this is the Guru is tending to the heart, plowing the field hmm? of the heart, Haldar, to plant the seed. Hmm? He entered, as we'll hear, he entered the womb of Devaki. His, and as. In serving disposition, bhakti came, comes first. Somebody asked me the other day that, that I have a hard time believing in all these pastimes of Krishna. Do they really, you know, they really, I mean, do they really exist? So I answered, I said, does Prem really exist? 
Prem. Hmm? We can go and do the, our historicity on Chaitanya Mahaprabhu. We can find something's going on there. <laughs> Very extraordinary. Prem exists. Krishna must exist. Krishna Leela must exist somewhere. And it said, yes, he comes on earth, but we are told, don't to think of Vrindavan as a geographical area at the same time. Hmm? No. One of my godfathers told Prabhupada, you know, I've been reading this Krishna book, and it says that Nanda Maharaj has 900,000 cows, and it says Vrindavan is this many miles in circumference and so forth. And I did the calculation, and that many cows wouldn't fit in Vrindavan. And Prabhupada said, you read too much. He <laughs> <laughs> says, you're not supposed to go there with your intellect. That will keep you, keep you out. If you use it properly, it'll help you. If you submit to the Bhagavatam's the harnessing of the intellect, exploiting the intellect for your interests and so forth. So, yes, anyway. So anyway, Balaram is going there and he's a competent person to deliver the message. He knows the place. Krishna tells him, head on out of here. Don't tell anybody. I'll go with you as far as I can, and then you go and, and change your clothes before you get there. Get out of that military Kshatriya, you know, royal suit. Put on your Gopa Vesh. Your Vesh means dress, the dress of a Gopa, of a coward. If the people at Dwarka see him like that, they think, what's going on with Balaram? Hmm? Like he's a prince. Royalty. Riding on elephants and the opulence of Dwarka is, is super extraordinary. So Krishna told him, change your dress when you get there. It means fully express yourself in, 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 in your full emotions. Hmm? As my friend, as the friend of Vrindavan. Balaram is the big friend of Vrindavan. So coming in, therefore, Sudrid Didrikshur. He wanted to see his friends. Hmm? With a strong desire to be with his friends. With the eagerness, he returned. He enters into the Vrindavan and then he, he speaks to the different inhabitants, to Nanda and Yashoda. He tells Mother Yashoda, so it's so good to have you here. Uh, how is it? How is Rohini? He said, oh, what is Rohini? What is Rohini? He says. Hmm? Next to you, Rohini is nothing. Hmm? Next to Rohini, uh, if I'm if I'm with if I'm uh, uh, he 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 he, pro, he he expresses some of the tattva in the context of Lila. In other words, he he shows I'm more your son. I'm the real brother of Krishna, not the stepbrother. I'm the full brother by the law of affection. Your affection for me. Hmm? Yashoda Mai exceeds Nandamar, exceeds the affection, the Vatsalya of, Nand, of, of Vasudev and Devaki and even Rohini, who is kind of half there, having come to the Braj and, 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 and so forth. So, he expresses such love, he communicates with them, he meets with all of his friends. And then they go to take up their life of cow herding and so forth, but they're find Balaram's finding it's just, just like we're doing this because Krishna would like us to take care of the cows. But we're not finding any life in it without him. 
He's the life of the party. Hmm? Balaram finds himself separate from Krishna, even though he's in the Braj, going through the motions. Hmm? And everybody's going through the motions. Making milk, making yogurt, milking cows, making so forth, and just they're, they're, but they're, they're lifeless. The other end of the spectrum, Krishna's over here with all these duties he's doing, and he's lifeless too. Hmm? This is the teaching of the Bhagavad We have to bring these together. Hmm? His heart is there, but he's not there. Hmm? Hmm? And so, to, to, to unite them. This is Sankarshan. Hmm? This is the this is the name that Balaram is given by Krishna himself, and Gargamuni just gave the same name. Hmm. Krishna told Yogamaya, "My answer, my part, is being born in the womb of Devaki. So, you take him and transfer him, Yogamaya, to the womb of Rohini." Hmm? And he's there for my purpose, to, to make that situation, uh, to manifest the Sattva, where Krishna will make his appearance and so forth. Hmm? And uh, uh, and his name will be Ram. When he is born from his name will be Ram because he will give pleasure to the inhabitants of Vrindavan. Hmm? That's what he will do. And his name will be Sankarshana. Karshana means to attract. Sankarshana, to attract everything together, like he's the force of gravity, if you will. He just holds things together. This is Balaram. So Balaram is the most suitable person to hold the Vrindavan people together and make this connection between Krishna and Dwarka and, and, and Krishna and inhabitants in Vrindavan that 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 are the uh, that embody the love that he fully corresponds with. Hmm? Sankarshan, to draw them together. Hmm? He does this so expertly, such an expert messenger. Therefore, Akandaguru Tattva, we give the term to Nityananda Prabhu, who is non-different than Balaram. This is the business of the Guru, isn't it? To unite us and all, and Balaram is manifesting all these jivas he wants for the purpose of serving Krishna, hmm? ultimately. Hmm. So to make that happen, this is the business of the, the representative of Krishna. So he goes there, he talks with his friends, he goes through the cowherding duties. Krishna, Balaram's not standing next to Krishna, it's not the whole Balaram. Hmm? Uh, Balaram standing next to Krishna, he is full then. Hmm? That's how I began. This is the full life of Balaram. And it's Sakya. It's tinged with Dasya and tinged with, with Vatsalya. As an older brother, sometimes he's shown to serve Krishna, sometimes like the guru of Krishna, giving some counsel. Madhya will naturally gravitate towards that side of Balaram's friendship. The Vatsalya, protect him when he goes out into the forest. Make sure to watch over him. Don't let him go to that Kaliya lake there. Where that serpent is. Don't... Yeah. Under her influence, that comes out somewhat in Vrindavan. Hmm? But more readily, it's the equality and the pure sakya, pure friendship. He's the shelter of all those friends in Vrindavan. 
People want them more about him. Okay, when he came to Vrindavan, he also talked with the gopis. Right? He satisfied the gopis. Very complex topic. Hmm? How did he satisfy them? By representing Krishna so well hmm, that they felt he was present. The Dauji, the famous Dauji deity in Vrindavan is, is black. Balaram is white. Dauji means the elder brother. But he appears black. Why? Because it said during that time when he represented Krishna to Krishna's gopis, hmm, he represented him so well that he turned black. He turned sham. Hmm? He's so. This is the. This is also the. This is the. You see, his serving attitude is so extreme. That's wh- that's why this leela is, is is emphasized, and that's why this his leela with his own gopis is also emphasized. Hmm? Not because unto themselves they are more the more of Balaram. Hmm? They are more from a tattva point of view, hmm? but not from a from, not from a not from a um, the Bhava point of view. From the Bhava point of view, the more of Balaram is his friendship with Krishna. This is Rag, Sambandhanuga. Hmm? Balaram's relationship with his own gopis. He satisfies the gopis of Krishna, of Krishna by speaking with them and giving the message. And he understands the message. He speaks the language. He knows Krishna's heart. Yes, he's not a Priyanarma. He doesn't get involved in the romantic affairs because he's the older brother, so it gets in the way. Hmm? It would be a problem. Subal can go there and, and, and be in the presence of Radha and Krishna in intimacy, but Balaram won't because Radha will be, think, oh, the elder brother's here. I should have to show some, some regard. Hmm? But it's not that he doesn't know about this. He knows his heart. He knows how he feels for the gopis. Hmm? So he's so qualified to bring the message. And, he, and he, he pacifies them as much as they could possibly be pacified in Krishna's absence. And in pacifying them, there's no he does nothing but represent Krishna. He represents Krishna entirely. He's not taking anything for himself. He's in a serving attitude entirely. Like the guru may take things from, you know, you're offering things, but never to, you know, he's offering them, something like that. So, and then he, then of course he goes and he has the rasa lila with his own gopis. Krishna tells him in Dwarka, for example, in Gopal Champu. And you know, there's those other gopis who were never, you know, old enough to come and meet with me. And remember when I told you, just before you killed that Denukasura? I, I hinted about them. They're in that 15th chapter of the 10th canto. Krishna praises Balaram in so many ways for the killing of Denukasura and beautiful poetry uh, glorifying Balaram. And then he makes a cut. You know, He says, and those gop, those creepers, creepers means like lions, and they embrace you in the forest and so forth. It also means gopis. It also means girls. So he said, you know, there's some girls, they have attraction for you. Hmm? Hmm. Hey, for your gopis, he's not that interested. He's interested in friendship. <laughs> this is Balram. This is what he's all about. But the, then they're there, and they, they. So Krishna tells him, "You go back, when you go back there, you should satisfy those those girls too. They're all unmarried. Hmm? They were too young. Uh, that, so you should go back there." And, 
Balaram's embarrassed. He's just a boy. Hmm? He's embarrassed by that idea. Hmm? But he acquiesces to Krishna's desire. And of course, he goes, after satisfying Krishna's gopis, then his own gopis, who who also were there in a holy, in holy lila, hmm? in the sub-forests of, of Vrindavan, hmm? when Shankachuda came and so forth. This is Vasant um, hmm? Rasalila, springtime Rasalila. So Krishna had his own gopis, these other gopis came. So, um, so following Krishna's advice, he goes to Nanda Maharaj and others and suggests this. It's been suggested that I marry these, that I... So they give the blessing. Hmm? So this is Mariada. Hmm? Hmm. This is not Rag. Hmm? This is Mariada. This is taking place on the outskirts here at the Brudge. His relationship with those go Mariada means like Vaidhi. Hmm? Mark, same idea. Hmm? Where the law uh, has some um, precedence. Over love, it's formal. It's 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 sanctioned. It's approved by the Vedas. He did a kind of like a some kind of like a Gandharva marriage there of all these girls. Then he has his own rasa. Hmm? But this is not the. And some people think I really want to know about Balaram, so I want about know about his own gopis. Maybe I want to become one of Gop- Balaram's gopis. I've seen that. This is all just. Uh, what we call, uh, just uh, what probably we call mental uh, speculation. This is not following the Guru Parampara. Guru Parampara, the Gaudiyas have, Goswamis have given us a window, as I said in the beginning, into Vrindavan, into the emotional life of Krishna, Radha Krishna, Krishna Balaram, a window into the, that. Don't think that there's more to be seen than what they have showcased, what they have emphasized. What they have emphasized is the full face, in this instance, of Balaram. Goswami is not leaving anything out for us. Those other activities are marginalized. They're talked about only in relation to this. If you study it carefully to showcase this friendship between Krishna and Balaram, that's the whole, the whole of Balaram. This is the whole, the full front, you know, the the full rise of the wave of this um, emotional, eternal moment in the life of Krishna, known as Balaram, hmm? Sankarsana. Hmm? So, I wanted to make this point, <laughs> that we should follow the Vrindavan Gosamis to, uh, if we want to understand about Krishna and Balaram. Don't think that they're not part of the picture of the Gosamis' teaching. They do focus on Krishna's romantic life, but you cannot, you cannot even if that is your pursuit, to, to follow in the Gopi Bhav, the to be a, 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 the attendant of, of Radha or something that this effect, the highest reach of uh, aesthetic rapture. You're not going anywhere without understanding Balaram properly. In all respects, I mean, here the Bhagavatam is the book. We have this book because Balaram put Sutta Goswami on the, on the chair. We have the Chaitanya Bhagavat because Balaram, Nitai, in the heart told Called Vrindavan uh, Dastaku, write this book. We have the Chaitanya Charitamrita because Nityananda Prabhu sent this uh, Krishna's Kaviraj to Vrindavan where he said, Here, all your desires will be fulfilled. This is where you'll find your full, you, this is where you will become uh, the, you, you, will, you, will, you will be able to do Vaishnav Toshani in a huge way. 
huge point to satisfy the Vaishnava. Vaishnava Toshani. That is Chaitanya Charitamrita. That is Vaishnava Toshani. Hmm? Gaudiya Vaishnava Toshani. This is so pleasing. Krishna Das got this position by the blessing of of, of, of Balaram who came to him in the dream. Nityananda Prabhu is, is Balaram. Hmm? Same person. Hmm? And that wave, of course, has also come to us. We'll hear about it tomorrow to some extent. The day after the Baladev Purnim in India, Prabhupada departed from the shores of Bharat on the Jaladuk to that boat, cargo boat, come across the ocean to bring that wave <laughs> to the western shores, empowered by Nityananda Prabhu with, with this Sakya uh, sentiment to do, to, do, to do something for Krishna. Hmm? That is Balaram's spirit. Let's do something for Krishna. Hmm? So, any question? What's the time? 10.20. Okay. Yes. I can't remember if I've ever heard um, anything about Krishna's dreams when he's sleeping. And I was kind of curious about that. Like, like if, because um, I imagine that when he's sleeping, probably the gopis and Vrindavan are probably sleeping at the same time. Is there any, like, meeting, like, in their dreams that's, like, more substantial than just their individual, like, imaginations or experiences, but actual, like, coming together? Mostly in Vrindavan, they have daydreams. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And Krishna comes there. That's their dream. Mm-hmm. They dream that Krishna, sometimes at night too, they dream that Krishna comes. Right. They think it's a dream. But Krishna um, actually wanted Balaram to tell him, it's not a dream. I actually do come there. Hmm? I make spurti. I, I manifest there. Uh, by the power of your devotion. You think it's a dream in the context of the Leela. It's a dream. <laughs> but I'm really there. Hmm? He, that's part of Thank you for reminding me. He told Balaram to tell him that. Uh, just like Mahaprabhu told uh, what uh, that Kyle Krishna does. Tell, tell Sachi, I actually come there. She thinks she's hallucinating that I come and eat the plate that she offers. But no, I actually come there. I'm there. It's a way of saying, like Brad Sundari asked me, like, how is it that Krishna, how is it Krishna lives, leaves Vrindavan, but he doesn't leave Vrindavan? He never leaves Vrindavan. It sure looks like he does. And could, you know, we, we know something about the theology there that can you explain that? And so one of the ways in which I explained it was that there, that the frame of the inhabitants of Vrindavan hmm, is full blown. And that how can Krishna not be there then? That is Krishna. Love of Krishna is Krishna. So he's there. He's just invisible for the sake of making the praying more intense. But he's fully there. Otherwise, that how could that praying be there? Hmm? You can't have the praying without Krishna. It's called in separation. The separation is an illusion. Hmm? He's actually there. And he's there in the praying, in the love itself. Hmm? And so, and this is brought out in Krishna Sandarbha also, this idea here. Um, Jiva Goswami is showing from, from Bhagavatam. Krishna actually comes there 
and they, they have these spurtis like this. It means like a manifestation. And they're thinking, Krishna came, and he's here. And, no, it's just a dream. So you want Balaram to tell him, no, I, I, that's, I actually do come there. Hmm? Um, so these are the ways, some of the ways in which he was able to kind of pacify them as much as is possible. Hmm? And of course he told him, Krishna will be here in about seven days or so. And this is what he said. So we should we should see that Krishna comes to our heart in one of those seven days. And we only have seven to live, so use our time wisely. <laughs> Another question? Yes. I heard some people uh, try to explain to me, and I didn't follow very well, but they were saying since Krishna doesn't leave Vrindavan that there's actually one Krishna is in Dwarka and one Krishna is in Vrindavan simultaneously. And I, was, I wasn't understanding what they were trying to say by that. Well, it's one Krishna, but different emotional um, states, if you will, of Krishna that correspond with different kinds of love. So it's not that Krishna in Mathura and Krishna in Dwarka is a different person. Um, therefore, Krishna in Dwarka, we find in Brihat Bhagavatamrita, he's pining for Vrindavan. We just talked about it here. Balaram is pining for Vrindavan. If he, was an enti- if he was an entirely different person, then why would he be even, in, even in, in, interested in where would, the, where would the, the thought come from? So it's the same person. Hmm? But he's kind of pining for the rest of himself, so to speak. Hmm? That's, that's, that, that can never leave the inhabitants of Vrindavan. He can't really get away from them. Their love corresponds with him. But for the sake of... Leela and other devotees, he can't be two people either. Some other Krishna, another guy named Krishna. And in Dwarka, he does like this. So it's the same person, but for, for the sake of the Leela, for the sake of devotees who have other sentiments, hmm, Krishna has to manifest in his earthly Leela for them in Mathura and in Dwarka. But he can't really leave the inhabitants of Vrindavan, but he can't be there and be in the other place and have think that there's two different Krishnas. So the same person has to go, but part of the person, if you will, the whole of the person is left behind. And part of them, which which they're not interested in, <laughs> in a sense, is over there. They have no interest in Krishna as a, as a, as a four-handed you know, uh, prince and so forth. Hmm? So he's there, but he's invisible. Hmm? He becomes invisible. And that makes that frame intensify that much more, which means he's that much more present there. But for the sake of Leela, the divine play, he becomes invisible. Another question? Yes. Well, let's see if it's if we can go there or not. Um, we could save it for this evening. Is it an entirely different topic? Is it about offering Let's talk about it tonight, because tonight we'll just ask for questions. Okay. Anything else along these lines? 
Kumar, in a sense, then would you say that this legal you're telling us about, about Balram being sent back suggests that representatives of Balram, in a sense, are most qualified for kind of spreading messages on Krishna's behalf to messages <laughs> of the, the Gopas and, um, and of the Gopis as well? Well, uh, he's asking for those of you who can't hear. Or that, does this imply that the that the messengers of Balaram, they're the best they're the best gurus <laughs> because they, they can best best represent and so forth and so that's a nice sentiment. Um, Prabhupada was certainly the best in my opinion, but uh, <laughs> actually the Gaudiya Sampradaya was started by the by the. Uh, associates of Nityananda Prabhu, the Tuadasa Gopals, all the intimate friends of Balaram and uh, and Krishna. And Balaram, uh, yeah, they, they started the Sampradaya, they began initiating, which Nityananda Prabhu began the Gaudiya Sampradaya um, in an informal way. He didn't wait for formalities. Mahaprabhu said, let's get some formalities in place here, and instructed the Goswamis on Tattva and so forth. and and, and, and gave them orders to write books and so forth and form the Sampradaya, but Nityananda Prabhu, which is, let's just go for it. Bajago Ranga, Kahago Ranga, Lahago Ranga Nami, Yejana Goranga Bajase Amat Pramre, he just like started it off in, in, in Navadweep. Mahabharu was teaching everywhere, worship Krishna, Baja Krishna, Kaha Krishna, speak about, chant about Krishna, uh, uh, give the teachings of Krishna, uh, and Nityananda Prabhu said, "What is this? Bajagoranga. Goranga is the name for Chaitanya Mahaprabhu." He said, "You are Krishna in a most magnanimous form hmm? in Kali Yuga." So I'm changing this whole thing. Bajagoranga, Kahagoranga, Lahagoranga Nam, Ye Jana Goranga Bhaje Se Amar Pran. And whoever does this, hmm? he my life. I give myself to him entirely. Hmm? Nityananda is the way, either way, hmm? to go to Vrindavan. To, to, he's big, big, and he's Balabhadra. Hmm? So all that is Abhadra, nothing can get in the way. He's powerful, auspiciously powerful. Hmm? He's the full power of auspiciousness. Remove all inauspiciousness. Sangsara vasana. This is the inauspiciousness. Sudasattva. He represents the pure existence. Sandini. Sudasattva. So anyway, he started the he started the Gaudi Sampradaya. We say that Sanatana Prabhu is the architect and Rupas and Jiva their place, and, and that's all true. But that, that Mahaprabhu said, "Let's get a handle on this whole thing. All right, if you're going to teach it, you know, about me, you know, do it like this." And then we find in the Goswami's books a kind of a toned down. Glorification of Chaitanya Mahaprabhu at the beginning of each book, obeisances to the son of Sachi, you know, and then the whole book's about Krishna. Hmm? If Nityananda was to write the book, it's just all about that's what the book he commissioned. Bhagavat, Chaitanya Bhagavat, he said. You know, Srimad <laughs> Bhagavat, we put that over here. It's a Chaitanya Bhagavat, you know. Chaitanya Charita Amrita, Chaitanya Mangal. These are all books inspired by Nityananda Prabhu. Hmm? All about Chaitanya Mahaprabhu, you know, the, even even and, and Krishnadas Kaviraj coming, taking the whole Goswami eyesed 
teaching of Chaitanya Mahaprabhu in Sanskrit, putting it in the local vernacular of Bengal, making it more accessible, all about Chaitanya. So this is all the inspiration of Nityananda Prabhu. He's the big pusher in the biggest way. There's nobody bigger than him pushing Gaudiya Vaishnavism. Mahaprabhu is pushing it himself, of course, in his own way, and it's by his own ecstasy, the own explosion of the ecstasy that he is as Krishna, trying to experience the mood of Radha, and it's overflowing, and that's generating the whole thing. But, but Nityananda Prabhu is kind of like, you know, pointing to it, pointing to it, and, and the Goswamis are like explaining it in some detail. So, but anyone who's qualified to, anyone who loves Krishna and, and Sakiras and Madhuiras is certainly qualified to canvas on uh, on Krishna's behalf. We can't say that the, the Sakiras, who are in Sakiras, is more qualified to to uh, he, he may he may be more disposed, like Prabhupada was, for an extraordinary outreach as possible under that powerful influence, far and wide, and so forth. So, all right, I think we'll stop there. Baladev Puni Mamotsavatiti ki jai. Prantara Srimad Bhagavatam ki jai. Sri Sri Krishna Balaram ki jai. Gaur Bhakta Vrinda ki jai. Gaur Premanande Gaur Bhakta